Hello everybody and welcome back. This week Boz wasn't able to make it for this recording session, so you won't hear from her. Usually when a player for me can't make a session, I just kind of despawn them and Boz will be back on the next recording as the player is back. Just kind of not paying any special attention to where they are or where they win. It's just a lot easier to run tables that way. But anyway, this week they get ready for their meeting with Malarius where they're going to try and kidnap him and do terrible things to this poor innocent guy. Nothing in the way of announcements this week, so I'm just going to go ahead and get out of your way and let you guys get to the episode. We're going to pick up right after you guys broke from your meeting with Senor Wanson at the Taco Temple, where you guys have changed the terms of the deal to now he wants you to get one of these bugs for him. How about we go to the Brown Spoon and discuss? I'm okay with that. Sounds fine. Okay, so we'll head to the Brown Spoon. We'll go inside. We'll take a, a table, and Mary Sue will look to everyone, and it'll be... When should we make the call to Malarius to have that uh, have that bug meet us? Well, we're going to need to make up more details other than just bug meet us, right? So, you know, how are we going to do this? Well, obviously, Chuck, I'm not going to say, hey, bug, come meet us. I'm going well, to say, Malarius, the footage you gave us, we've reviewed it. I have a few more questions. Could you meet us? Sure, sure, but, like... We're going to need more, like, if the other team that's going in to get them, if they fail, how are we going to handle it? Because, you know, they're probably going to be looking for you because you set them up. And not just you, but Mike and I as well, because we were there when we met him for the first time, right? (sighs) So I just want, what is our plan B for if Team 2, that we don't even know who it is, fails? Well, I think I can offer something on that. Like, this guy, this bug, this entity, whatever the proper nomenclature is, he is going to be, he, it, she, whatever. The point is, the bug is going to be very paranoid. I know I would be very paranoid. So he's going to have a plan B. He would have to. The risks are too high. So we can assume that if he does meet with us, he has a plan B. So we need to have, like, a second plan B that supersedes his plan B. Are you following with me right now, Chuck? Do you like the eye-to-eye thing? Are you with me? I get that, but what if the bug guy thinks that we're going to have a plan B? Because we know he has a plan B. Well, of course he thinks we're going to have a plan B, but right. his plan B is to beat our plan B. But we already know he has a plan B, so really we're like we're like plan B2, and he's on plan B1. It's a slightly higher level plan. Like His plan is if we screw him. But we know that he's planned for us to screw him, and we plan for that on top of that. So therefore, we win. Clearly. Your logic is astounding. He's right. Ah, oh, okay. All right. Look, just Mary Sue's going to give a glance to Michael and then, all right, how about this? Wherever the meat is, we'll be on the outside. If things go wrong, the first chance we get when we similaris, if he walks out of there, not taken by this other team, we just shoot him. I like the simplicity of this plan. I mean, it's it's good. But could we instead get a another rocket launcher that we could hit his car with? Because I feel that is a little bit safer than shooting bullets directly at him. You have a rocket launcher? Remember when we did the garbage well, truck? I just, oh yeah, Chuck, I don't care what you shoot at him. Well, it just seems safer. If the bigger gun makes you happier, fine. 
I gotta say, when you started talking, I was pretty much sure that you weren't gonna have anything better than Mary Sue's plan. But that that was just that's excellent work. I'm a big fan. You should have more ideas. So, Michael, what do you think? It's maybe more of an explosion to eliminate a person. I have no problem with, but our sole purpose of the job is just to get him to a place. That's it. Exactly. As far as I'm concerned, I think the entire building needs to go up in smoke. <sighs> but Yeah, but that might piss off for the people. The first of all, that would piss off the bug, which to be fair, we're probably going to do regardless. But it would also piss off the extra group of people who were sent to retrieve said bug, and they may take it pretty hard if we burn them all alive. Hey, RC, maybe you're misunderstanding what I'm talking about when I'm saying the whole building needs to go up in smoke. I'm talking about Vernon Acres itself. Oh, well, I don't want to go there because it's creepy and weird. Where there is one bug, there is another bug. And I yeah. don't particularly care for bugs. Okay, okay, i tell you what. How about we bifurcate these plans? What? Go, go ahead. Either way, we are dealing with just one person, so we are going to deal with just the one person. Everything else will be dealt with accordingly some other time by some other group, I'm sure. Just to throw you a stop there, Mike, I mean, think about it. Like, let's say we have plan A. This is a different set of plans, by the way. Y'all have to keep up. Plan A is we deal with this bug, okay, in its own, like, circle the bug. We deal with that. Then we go to the other plan, and we burn down the place. And normally, I probably wouldn't be for that, but what are they going to do? The fire trucks show up. The cops show up. Oh, my God. It's a bug colony. They give a shit about arson? No, they do not. They care about the bug. We're off. We're fine. That's like, you know, finding out that the mafia got their car robbed. No one gives a shit about the car robbery anymore. Bigger problem. So if you want to, like, handle this, get paid, and then launch a few Molotovs at Vernon Acres, I'm cool with that. That's fine. Apparently, we have a rocket launcher, so, you know, we're halfway there. No, we don't have a rocket. Oh, my God. All right, look. We're going to hope that this other team does their job correctly. If they do, the guy's gone. This senior wants and gets what he wants, and hopefully they'll bring down Verdant Acres. If he walks out, according to Chuck, he fears retaliation. If he walks out, we make sure he never gets back to Verdant Acres. We shoot him. I don't care with what, Chuck, as long as he's dead. Right? I agree. Another thing. Another thing I just thought of. Sorry, sorry. Um, we do the job, but we have no bargaining chip for Mr. Watson to pay us, right? Because he already has his thing that he needs. So there's no reason really f- for him to pay us other than, like, courtesy of... The reason to pay us is is the fact that he wants to maintain his reputation, right? I mean... Yeah, I have, I have AK-97 reasons he better pay us. It's, oh God, he'll pay us. We don't need to think about what's going to – and honestly, honestly, if he doesn't pay us, I don't care. I don't want to mess with a bug. I think you guys are missing the point here. This is a bug. It should look at Mike. It, 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 you don't understand what this means. Yes, Mary, I do. They don't, Michael. They don't. They're not going to. Not yet. Chuck, I understand where you're coming from, making sure that we have some sort of leverage to make sure that we get paid. We're right now going to be banking on him wanting to keep his reputation that he pays us. Unfortunately, that's all we're going to have. We're not going to be putting 
too much effort into this other than calling up and saying, hey, meet us here. How we take that or, or what we end up going through with that from that is another, you know, it's a matter of we're going to have to wait and see what happens when we get there. He's going to get another team in place that will work on capturing and controlling this thing. And then we're done, gone, out. Okay, I'm just worried because why would someone pay 150000 to make a phone call? In this case, we already have a connection to the guy. He's already expecting us. We were the ones that identified that he was a bug. By we, I mean me. So it's a matter of the bug spirits are not exactly something that is easily captured on their own. And they like to sneak in and infest. Once you get one, it's just about guaranteed you're going to have two, and three, and so on and so forth. That's what they're looking at. So the effect or, or the ability to maybe get one on their own is rare in and of itself. All right. So where are we sending Mr. Bugman? Well, it would probably make the most sense to have him meet us at the same place we've already met. Anything else I think may spook him. This other team can follow him or extract him there. I, I don't care, but we'll just watch from afar and see what happens. And if he refuses to go? He won't refuse to go. Okay. I think that's something that we'll have to address if it happens. But I think that the repetitiveness of the same place, same reasoning, a valid justification, even throwing out there that, hey, this is what I've put together. I'd like you to verify it before I release it for editing so that you can take back to your superiors that it's a valid product would work in our favor. Mm -hmm. We should have some security set up. That aforementioned plan, B2. So I'll have my drones ready. I'll be hanging out in the van. You have a way out the back or whatever you need to have. We have a code word, okay, or like a high sign, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll have a code word or a high sign. Or just DNI. Or just DNI. You guys have no romanticism about this, do you? I will. Hmm. So, we'll make the call. We'll get him to meet us. We'll let Senior Wanson know when the meet is. He can get his other team in place. We'll see what happens and try to be prepared for as much as we can, Chuck. But we can't possibly prepare for everything. Sure, I get that, but I don't know. I want to get paid, and I'm really worried he's not going to pay us because this just seems too easy for the amount of money we're getting. Well, I mean, he wouldn't have known this if it hadn't been for us finding out, so that's worth something. We're the only ones that can lure this bug to a location, so that's also worth something. So apparently this Watson thinks he can cash in big. I don't know what corpse are doing, but it's got to be big money. And 150 is a drop in the bucket. Sure. Okay. So I'll uh, I'll go. I'm getting a milkshake. Yeah. Well, you're just an idea machine today. Like that two milkshakes. Why don't you guys order? I'm gonna go make the call. I think she needs a milkshake too. Will do. Just a water with a lemon slice. Lemon milkshake. <laughs> That's what I heard. And Mary Sue will get up and exit to make the phone call. So, yeah, Malarius will answer. like, oh, oh, hello. It is so good to hear from you so soon. We're surprised to hear back so quickly. Oh, wow. 
Sir, we got back and we immediately checked that footage and we started doing our report and then I took it to my producer, my editor, and then they just had a few more, uh, just a few more tidbits of information they wanted me to get from you as well as possibly some more footage of, um, I guess some more footage of the people. So I don't know if you can do what you did last time where you provided us those things on a data chip. If you could just get us some more images of the people that work there. We want to go for that feel good story aspect. And so we just want to put some faces to the corporation. And and so that's what they're asking for. So I was hoping maybe we could meet again so I could ask these just final questions. And then I can show you what they've produced and just see if you want to change anything, if you're happy with it, if you want to add something. It shouldn't take it shouldn't take more than 45 minutes, an hour at the max. But if you could just maybe meet us again at that same lovely place you recommended before. Can you send the details of what you would like and then we will review it on our end? I can totally send you an agenda, but I just really want to make sure I have this meeting because I want to call the place up and set up a, a reservation, make sure we have a table and that. But if you can just tell me you're going to meet, I can send you over an agenda of that meeting. You guys can go through that, and we can further discuss and tweak that agenda. Sounds like I'm asking for some social dice. In the beginning of you guys negotiating this, Malarius will say that he has talked to his people. Uh, Michael, you were the video guy, right? That was your your shtick? Yes. Michael was uh, video and Chuck was sound. He makes the offer that they will allow him to come in escorted into the building to take the video that he wants, which I'm going to imagine he's like, yeah, no thanks. I would imagine. I would also imagine Mary Sue would never, ever agree to have any of her uh, friends go into that building. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I can't imagine why. Mm -hmm. So with six net successes, six, where would you like to set up this meeting at? keeping in mind the things that are likely to go down at this meeting, you guys more or less have complete control over where this is going to be. I want him to feel comfortable and safe and secure, so that would be a place he's been to before with us, the same restaurant that he had us meet for lunch. Does anybody else want to make any declarations about the location, given as you have a giant pile of net hits to work with? The, the meat will not be during, like prime restaurant time, so it's going to be a little empty. Mm-hmm. Sure. What time of day would you like? This is like 3.30 in the afternoon, pretty empty. It's in between the lunch and the dinner shift. Sounds good to me. There you go. The next day. Wanson should be able to get his uh, super awesome second team in place. If we make it a little later, then Mr. Wanson might think it took us more effort to set it up, right? That, that is true. And he may end up, may end up being able to actually get the right team in place if we make it two days instead of the next day. So I will tell Malarius that, well, there's other stories that I'm working on, so we'll probably have to put this and she'll say two days from the day of the phone call. Oh, bring swag for Verdant Anchors if you have any. The crew loves swag. He'll be happy to bring some t-shirts and hats and Yes. Maybe even some samples. With that, you guys have like one and a half, two days to do stuff with. Is somebody going to go procure a rocket launcher? Do we need to go see the crazy Ivans? Mike kind of 
perks up and looks at you quizzically and see a bit of flashback goes through his eyes. Yeah, sure. Why not go talk to Ivans? And go talk to the crazy Ivans. We'll call them and tell them we're coming over. Where, should we just meet at the club or is there another location? I just assume they live at the club. That's what I would think. Do you tell them you're looking to buy stuff or do you tell them that you're looking to discuss things? I'm looking to buy. They will give you a GPS coordinates that is in Redmond. They will ask what time should they be expecting you. Alright, so we'll let them know about 8 p.m. Okay. I guess we're at the Brown Spoon having milkshakes now. So when you guys look up the location that the Ivans gave you, you will see that it is an empty parking lot. And as you guys pull up, you're going to see that there are three Bulldog Step Vans facing different directions where, where like the doors open up are all facing into the middle. You guys will also notice that, probably more so RC, that these Bulldogs are set up in a situation where they can all immediately drive out of this parking lot without anything in front of them. Mm. And there is another... Now, he'll just be driving a Jackrabbit. There's like the, the normal person car that's there. Lights are on, so you just pointing out into the center of these three vans. And so as you pull up, you see two people get out of the Jackrabbit that's there, one of which you'll recognize as the Russian-sounding Ivan. The other one's just some goon. And he just stands there waiting for you guys to come to a park and get out. Yeah, Mary Sue will throw it in park and uh, step out. The Ivans are there. She will walk right up, shake their hands, greet them. Uh, it's just the one Ivan. Okay. The Russian-sounding Ivan. I think that was the orc. Ah, then she will greet him in Orzat. So you're going to speak to him in Orzat, and he's going to look at you like, the fuck did you just say? Comrades, it's good to see you again. I hear you are to do business. Mary Sue will look at Chuck with a hand out and go, My friend needs a rocket launcher. The same one that uh, the boss had last time. He'll purse his lips a little bit like, That, okay, not what I was expecting. His eyes will go off in AR for a second, and then you will see the back doors to these step vans open up, and out will come three dudes that have assault rifles slung. Behind them, you can see just rows of guns on the inside of these vans, just racked up. And then boxes of ammunition just racked up. And then one of them has got some armor racked up in it, helms, other stuff, and then just miscellaneous tactical gear. Well, comrade, is good news and bad news. Do not currently have an anti-vehicular rocket with me. He'll say something in Russian to one of the guys who's going to go underneath the seat up front and he's going to start lugging a box. I do have just a normal run-of-the-mill fragmentation rocket, if you would like that. Would it go through a window and uh, kill the person on the inside? Probably. Not to put too fine a point on it. <laughs> well, that should do the job, then. Ask him if he knows what the local book depository is. He just looks at you kind of crazy, like, wait... You need a book? Um, I was also looking to get um, something a little smaller that I could, um, like a pistol of some kind. He'll walk over to one of the racks and he'll pull it out so it comes sliding out out of the back of this van. And there's more or less any standard pistol that you want to purchase. All right. And as a person who's never even shot a BB gun, which one would you recommend? He's going to reach onto the back side and he's going to pick up a taser. He's going to hand you the taser. Oh, all right. Very hard to kill a man with taser. Can still do it, just requires more effort. Okay. 
Um, Do you also want a pistol? Yes. Well, I'm... I would think something light. I can just kind of point and click and it works. But then also, like, I'm not going to hit. So can I get one where I just hold it and it just shoots a bunch? He's going to pull off a, a Seder TMP, pulls out the mag, which is very long. 30 bullets. Plenty to miss with. All right. I think I think I can miss 30 times in a row. Sounds good. Do you want murder bullets or no murder bullets? Aren't all bullets made for murder? Uh, no. no. Um, well, the taser's for not murdering, so I guess this would be for murdering? When I really have? No. What, what's the difference, like, then? I don't know. Well, uh, these ones, and he'll, he'll pick up, like, a big tackle box, put it at the end, pull out a drawer of just loose bullets and that general size. These ones make cute little popping sounds as they explode. Puts that back, goes to the next drawer. These ones are really good at piercing through armor. He'll go into another drawer, pull them out. These ones have silver for killing of the werewolves. How about I just double down on that taser thing and get electric bullets? I heard those are a thing. Those are a thing. Because I, I also heard that, well, you know, like, you shoot drones and it, like, fries with their electronics. True. Usually bullets also work. Oh, yeah, it would, wouldn't it? Yeah, let's go, um, this, uh, one here points to the stair TMP and, uh, what, three clips of electric bullets? One of his men will start pulling up empty clips and start loading bullets into them. Excellent. Anyone else need to purchase anything? Mary Sue's probably going to be looking at quick draw concealable holsters. Yeah. She's going to pull out a Ruger Super Warhawk. Start looking at a quick draw holster for it because she can't carry it around in her purse. They're happy to sell you any like the little miscellaneous stuff. She probably just needs a, a little bit more regular ammo for it. She's not going to get anything too fancy. Just in case Chuck's uh, rocket launcher doesn't work. Even though it's not my wheelhouse. Armor piercing rounds? Yeah, no, that, that we can do. Explosive rounds? The bigger the bang. And talking about a bigger bang, what kind of grenades do you have? He'll pull like a rack out from the top and the ceiling of the one van, and there's all kinds of grenades hanging from it, just like people in restaurants have those fish netting. <laughs> there's a line of flashbangs. Here's gas grenades. Uh, high explosive fragmentation. I will take one of fragmentation and one of high explosive. Just one? Okay, twist my arm. I'll take three of each. Yeah. He'll start pulling them off. He fights with them a little bit. Careful with the pin. Oh, it's, it's fine. They're basically idiot-proof. Oh, um, could I also get a bunch of just regular bullets? Yeah. Because I need practice, I think. <laughs> of course, of course. He'll have one of his guys get you up a bunch of regular bullets. Uh, do you need helmets? Armor? Seems like you are making of the big bangs. Kind of looks around at everyone. Should, should I get armor? I mean, I, I have my own already. I figured you were pretty much inherently armored, but I'm good. You get what you feel you need. Just try not to look like, you know, a Boy Scout on his first hiking trip. Right, yeah, no, I, I think I'm good. I think I'm good with armor. Before we break from the selling thing, he will be sure to offer you guys combat-enhancing pharmaceuticals. Um, hmm, hmm. No, no, I'll keep with my zen. I need to keep calm to keep my aim good. 
<laughs> well, with a little jazz, you can shoot more bullets. Same thing, yeah? Better aim, more bullet, better... Yeah. Hmm. You do make a interesting argument. Tell you what, you spend lots of Nguyen, he'll smack the shoulder of one of his guys, make motions for him to give it to him, and he'll pass over two poppers of jazz. I'm like, take two of these, call me in the morning. Wait, I take two at once? No, 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 no. If you wish to die, sure. Oh, okay. Using a turn-in-cheek phrase. Kind of like the doctor, take two of these pills, call me in the morning, you should be better. Oh, got it, okay. On that note, Ivan, do you have any psych? Yeah. I will take some psych. Is there anything else you guys want to go and do before this meeting? Chuck wants to go for lunch at the uh, place where it's supposed to be meeting. Oh, sure. Try and find a way to put a data tap somewhere. So oh. Get into the camera systems and watch the insides. Sure. I'll uh, see if anyone wants to go with me. So I'll mention it to RC in person while we're driving away. So um, <clears throat> I was thinking of going to uh, the, the restaurant tomorrow for lunch to uh, get some data taps in. You want to uh, tag along? I'll pay for whatever you're having. Hey, that sounds good. Do you need me to do anything other than, you know, eat on your dime? Um, you know, keep an eye out for if someone's coming while I'm putting a data tap in. Yeah, keep an eye out. I have multiple eyes out. Show off my collection of fly spies. Sounds great. So you guys go and have a nice little meal. It's very elfy food, if you remember. Chuck, do you want to go ahead and roll me, like, a sneaking roll or something to try and find a way you can get this into someplace? So where are you at when somebody catches you messing with stuff? Right after lunch rush, in the kitchen, trying to, like, bluff my way in, like, hey, I want to talk to the chef, the food was so good. And then, while someone goes get a chef, I look up at the camera and try and reach it, and just as I'm reaching to touch the camera... The chef comes around the corner. The chef is an elf. He's got a little pencil mustache, and he's got one of those big, poofy hats on. You will notice that his chef's coat is stark white. His apron is completely white. There's no mess on it, and he's got those nice checkered chef pants on. Oh, hey. Um, Chuck quickly hides what he's doing, but it's super obvious that he was playing with the camera. Uh, your, uh, uh, the garden salad with the, um raspberry vinaigrette was uh, one of the best I've had. I wanted to say um, thank you for the wonderful meal. He's going to turn from being rather neutral as you are messing with stuff. And he's just going to fold his arms and look at you. Sir, what is it that you are doing? Giving you a compliment. The kitchen quiets down a little bit. What is that there in your hand? Oh, this... Um, I, I, I noticed it was falling off the camera. So I was like playing with it to you know, try and put it back, but uh, it kind of just came off in my hand. I was hoping you wouldn't notice. I have a very sharp eyes and very sharp knives. Give it here. Uh, yeah, yeah, here, here you go. And he will take it from you, he will look at it, and he will stick it in his pocket, and he will more or less bid you adieu, making a little bit of a stink. You will hear him grumble about people trying to do I guess just like reality TV, like a Hell's Kitchen or something, somebody trying to sneak in to get footage of his operations. <laughs> so uh, Chuck does a small sigh of relief because it's not as bad as it could be. And just uh, leaves the kitchen and kind of motions for RC to hurry up. 
the first guy you bump to in the kitchen is out there talking to somebody that looks like a manager and is pointing in the direction of the kitchen, and then he doesn't look very happy. Uh, I probably haven't paid yet, so I'm not about to dine and dash, because that would be criminal. RC, you see Chuck come out of the kitchen where he tried to sneak into. You see one of the other guys talking to the manager and looking in his direction and just kind of like mean mugging him and is like, mm, and starts heading over there. So Chuck's coming out with one of the employees behind him? One of the employees and one of the guys that looks like a manager, they're out front, like behind the bar, and the manager is heading in Chuck's direction. Presumably I'm able to ascertain that this is bad. That there's a certain level of disagreement happening here. This looks like there is somebody's calls on a ruckus. What food is on the menu here, by the way? It is very elfy food. Lots of seafood. All right, I want to pick up this plate and throw it on the ground. Like, I cannot believe I paid for this. Sorry, elf garbage. I cannot believe that you guys sell this for money. I want my money back right now. I'm looking around for anyone who gives me eye contact and who also works there. There's a couple of people who are like, oh, God, what's going on? There's waitresses taking orders that are turning and looking at you. Looking around, you notice that it's mostly elves as far as the eye can see. Great. <laughs> I don't know how any of you eat this crap. I figured there'd be a hot dog or a hamburger or at least a damn taco. Hell, I try to be open-minded, but this, this is just a lettuce in a lettuce. I don't know what this is. The highest protein thing here is a nut, which pretty much describes most of the people who would eat here by choice. I want to DNA at this point to Chuck that, uh, Make your escape, Superfy. Are you guys just basically running out of here? I'm waiting for Chuck to get ahead. Yeah, Chuck, what do you do with this? Chuck assumes RC's going to take the bill now and uh, just starts heading out the door, trying to nonchalantly do it. You want to roll, like, etiquette or something? I say now start moving in RC's direction because he's making quite the ruckus. Like I played it on thick enough. One hit on etiquette. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Do you want to do anything? Are you happy with them just kicking you out of this place, RC? Once Chuck is nearing the door, I will be also exiting the establishment. Somebody is going to go over to to stop Chuck and just kind of like, my manager wants to have a few words with you as RC is over there making a scene. Some people in here will start to get up and leave. The staff looks completely perplexed because this is probably not the kind of thing that happens very often. Chuck will probably notice more so than RC because he is not making a scene. But you'll see people that are glancing off into AR, as it is almost assuredly that while not HTR has been called, it has probably just been a night errant call of some kind of disturbance. Manager wants to see me. Uh, okay. Uh, Chuck will pull out his taser that he was keeping in his pocket, and uh, he's scared. He doesn't want to be brought back, and that would be pistols, right? It would be pistols. You know what? This actually sounds cool, so I'm going to edge it. Hey, two hits. So who are you tasing? The guy that told me to stop because he was probably in my way. So I'm just like, pull out taser and... So he's going to be watching what's going on. And you take this opportunity to pull out your taser behind him as he's got the one hand gently on your shoulder and just fucking... And he's going to take it. And then he's going to drop to the ground twitching a little bit. He's not unconscious, but he's definitely suffering greatly. What are you guys doing? Chuck just starts running. RC, you see the guy next to Chuck drop to the ground, and Chuck takes off out of here. Well, I believe that's my cue to go, y'all. I'm guessing this is the first time anything was ever fried in here. 
and I will also hightail it. Okay. So Chuck just ends. D and I do RC. Unlock the doors to your van, please. Right now. Right now. Yeah, got it. Chuck, hood slide. Hood slide. Like Bo Duke. <laughs> no, Chuck knows better than to hood slide. With all that out of the way, do you guys want to do anything else before we go to the meet? I'll just be loading up on psych, and then I'm going to go into awareness and try to make sure I sense just about everything I can. Do me a favor and roll in a sensing roll. Mary Sue, can you roll me two dice? So, Michael, as you're looking around, I'm going to guess that you're with Mary Sue because you've been with Mary Sue a lot. Yes. You guys have been doing stuff, and as you look around in the astral, you're going to eventually pan over her, and then you're going to notice something weird. Mary Sue, what does your aura normally look like, or what do you try to make it look like? Normal. So just mundane? Mm-hmm. We try to shove that way down, so nobody ever, not even Mary Sue, realizes that it's there. Just repress it as hard as you can. Yes. As your astral eyes linger over Mary Sue's aura next to you, you're going to see that it is mundane looking. And then as you look at it a little bit more, just kind of like, okay, that's Mary Sue. It looks slightly off from perhaps the last time you ascensed in her presence. And then you notice that that mundane aura just kind of filters away and fades out as you then look at the rest of her aura, which shows... A magic rating, which shows draconic aspects to it. Well, this coincides with what had happened earlier. It does. So I'm, like, extremely interested, and I'll slightly bump her and just lean down. You're going to have to show me when you learned how to do that trick. What trick? <laughs> Mary, come on now. Don't don't, don't play around with that. I know. What? I, I just kind of tap at the side of my temples by my eye and we'll, we'll, we'll have to talk after all of this. Okay, Mike. I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. Michael, if you want to go ahead and roll an Arcana roll, I can give you more information. So with two hits on that Arcana roll, you're going to have an idea of what this is. You know that certain magical people learn all kinds of crazy things that they can do. You know that Morgana, because you've definitely sensed in her presence, her aura never really matches. It's always the same emotional state. You just can't get a read on her from that end, where now with Mary Sue, you get a the general impression of some of her stuff, and you get that other layer that seemed like she was putting up. You know that it is a metamagic that magicians and adepts can learn to do. Are you, as the player, familiar with masking? Yes. Okay. Michael may not know the specific term because I don't know if specifically in universe they call it masking or if each of the different traditions has some kind of goofy name for it. But you know that Mary Sue has somehow, in short order, learned how to do this. And considering it's something that Michael has not put effort into doing because he hasn't really thought about it too much and his teacher didn't really think to teach it to him or express it to him kind of like to learn how to do it, but, uh, you know, time and place type deal. Putting it out there, is it something that you're now aware of? Got it.
This is Oz from BeamBurner Media with a special announcement. What follows is a sneak peek preview of the upcoming Without a Net Call of Cthulhu actual play, in which Shatter and GM Rob will play a cultured intellectual slowly going mad from the stresses of everyday life. We hope you enjoy it. I don't remember any idea what time of day this is. Okay. Perfect milkshake time indeed. So you call up Malarius. I don't remember. Did he, I didn't do a stupid voice for him, did I? Uh, fuck all that noise. You're just ringing him directly. You're not, like, sending him a message or an email. You're just ring, ring banana phone. Ugh, gross. Only you can do it again. I'm asking for some social dice. He is willing to... Uh, let's let's go with negotiation bargaining, and then I'll give you some of the details. Uh, uh, nah, this sounds like a negotiation, because there's... So, he is going to come out and meet you guys, but um, he's going to make certain concessions and try to get certain other concessions out of you. Because if you remember, you guys were a little shifty. That's a lot. Sure. Uh, right? It's... <laughs> you just hang... Like, in the process of you ordering stuff, you just hang on to some of the hacking material and stick it up on your walls for your... Oh, man. I don't know. I just wasn't sure if you had other ideas in mind. We assure you, sir, nothing shady is going to happen. Anything else you guys want to do because you do have a huge pile of... Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> and just bathe in it. Just cover yourself in it. Unmarked bills. Okay. Not you. You got water and lemon. And there is another... Uh, man, what kind of car would this asshole drive? No. Uh, <laughs> you have Franks and Orzette? Why do you have Franks and Orzette? You're so weird. So you're going to speak to him and Orzette, and he's going to look at you like, the fuck did you just say? <laughs> uh, that's racist. Um, did I ever give a connection rating for the Ivans? I don't know. All right, I guess i got to look in the book then. I want to say they probably have like 11 dice. Sometimes I hate it when the PDF reader takes forever to open a PDF. So for the moment, let's call them Connection 4, Loyalty 2. And as you guys are looking for guns and ammo, we'll get uh, we'll get two extra dice. So Chuck, if you want to go ahead and roll uh, for eight, ten, uh, 12 dice, I will go ahead and roll for the Striker. Would you like Anti-Vehicular Rocket, High Explosive, or Fragmentation? The 18F1. Chuck, do you want to go ahead and roll me, like, a sneaking roll or something to try and find a way you can get this into someplace? Probably. You're real good at being sneaky, aren't you? All right, let's see if anybody spots you just kind of sneaking around. Are you guys just basically running out of here? Yeah, Chuck, what do you do with this? Uh, oh, man. Richard, do you also want to roll some etiquette? Do you have etiquette? I know pretty much the answer to that. Probably not. <laughs> The good news is, is you don't have any social skills, so it's, it's all the same. Shoot him with your taser. <laughs> I was being facetious, but okay. Yeah, it would be pistols. If you want, you could have spent some time between yesterday and today raising your pistol skill. If the two of you want to go ahead and add a point of public awareness to your sheets, that's a shame, because I could totally see him hood sliding with that cyber leg just scraping the shit out of all of your paint across your hood. Damn it. Do me a favor and roll in a sensing roll. Because this is 
kind of a thing that I was waiting for you to do. This is a very fancy Elfie restaurant. I don't see RC ever attempting to go back to this place. What about wild cyber horses? Mary Sue, can you roll me two dice? Roll poorly. Let's go ahead and take a break, and then we'll come back and just kick off the meat. If nobody else has anything else to do. Cool. You're about the pumpkin? Are, are you East Coast now? East Coast, best coast. You're even weaker pumpkin than RC is. I'm not. I'm just going to give her grief. As always, thank you guys for listening. You are the reason that we continue to, to do this. Come by, check us out on Patreon. We have a couple of different goals on there, all of which is oriented towards growing the show and doing more things in that vein. You know, we want to get bigger and better and all of that happy stuff. I want to give back to the cast for helping out and sitting down to play this game. The Patreon link is going to be in the description. And uh, tell your friends. You know, that's the easiest way to to help us out without really doing anything super in-depth. You know, spread the word. And, you know, as much as I hate to drone on about it, there's those things about five-star iTunes reviews. So, but it is now time for the legal stuff. The music you heard was composed by and copyrighted by Michael Vadamikis and for use with the Without a Net podcast. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logos, artwork, marks, photograph, sounds, audio, video, and or any other proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to the Without a Net podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or other proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Without a Net podcast in any official capacity whatsoever. Music and sound effects are provided by Sirenscape, and I don't think I need to add anything else. So, I A BMW an based on your description so far? No, I have an answer, but I don't want to offend any fans. No. What's your answer? Like a Corvette. That was, that was my first <laughs> guess, honestly, but... Uh, is yeah, there usually, a... usually they're middle aged, so it's like. Uh-huh. What is there a Corvette? Uh... I don't know what the Shadowrun equivalent is of a Corvette. Uh, typing in Corvette gets Evo Water King. Mm. That seems incorrect. Maybe that's the <laughs> ship, like the old school Corvette. That's what a I think that, that's a Corsair. Mm-hmm. Like, Corsair. And that was a. <laughs> uh, so he'll just be driving. What food is on the menu here, by the way? It is very elfy food. Lots of seafood. Right, I want to pick up this plate and throw it on the ground. I'm like, I cannot believe I paid for this sorry elf garbage. <laughs> no, no, think about it. This sorry elf garbage.